Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Jets lead the Flyers 3-0 early in the third period. Canadians up 2-1 on the Rangers also early in the third. Early in the second, Chicago with a 2-1 edge on the Golden Knights who will uh, probably be officially eliminated tonight. Also, Dallas leads Arizona 2-0 start of the second period. In about half an hour, the Oilers' first-round playoff opponent, the LA Kings, will take on the Seattle Kraken. NBA tonight, Bucks lead the Bulls, 99-83, five and a half left in the fourth. If Milwaukee uh, wins that series, they will advance to the next round. Of course, the Oilers play tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show game at 7, Oilers against the Sharks, and then the same time on Friday when the Oilers take on the Canucks in the final game of the regular season. The playoff schedule, we don't know yet. We do know it's going to be the Oilers and the Kings, and of course, we do know the Oilers start at home likely monday or tuesday for that one uh oh this is fun mark kennedy's on the show one of uh one of canada's all-time greatest curlers lives in the humble community of st albert mark how are you doing hey reed i'm good pal how are you doing yeah it's always nice uh just to get you on the show spur of the moment and then talk about uh whatever did you watch the game last night uh i did i caught uh probably the first two periods and then it looked like a done deal after that so great game fun to watch him these days yeah well see it's interesting you say that but they, they i mean what two one after two but you, you felt like the, the way they're playing it was a done deal and they and they certainly put it away in the third period i, I know you you're a pretty big oilers fan and i also know you're pretty busy and you watch when you can but uh is there anything you've picked up on here lately that really impresses you well i think you kind of touched on it it's just when they have a lead in some of those games i know the columbus game was a bit of a a different one but you know when they're when they're leading after two they have a pretty good uh you know they just finish solid and they're winning close games like they've never done before and then getting great goaltending and their leadership group seems to be really consistent and uh i don't think you can underestimate the value that evander kane's brought to the lineup so it's just uh yeah it looks like a dangerous team hopefully they can get through a few rounds here yeah, that would be a blast. I think uh, I think the city might be pretty excited if that. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Or imagine uh, imagine an Oiler Flame playoff round well, this year. How much fun that would be! So we're all crossing our fingers for that one, no doubt. Yeah, which would be incredible because I, I have been asked that by some people. What what would it be like if the Oilers and Flames played? And the the people that have asked me that, who have asked me that were either not born in 1991 or weren't hockey fans in 1991. And I said, no disrespect to some very serious situations we have going on in the world. But from an Alberta perspective, they would probably be the story of the year and maybe the most remembered story. Like, you you must remember 1991. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's a fair assessment. And here, like nowadays with what's going on in the world, I just think that sports is such a good distraction, right? It, it's a good way for us to enjoy something without listening to all the bad news going around in the world. So if you can get excited and get behind a team and, and uh, you know, be involved in a playoff series like that, oh, man, it would just be so much fun. And my dad was a pretty big Oilers fan, so I was uh, – I think I was nine years old in 1991, and I still have fond memories of, of going to bed one night uh, before triple overtime was over. And I remember picking Peter Klima to score the winning goal. I think that was 91. Oh, that was the 90 final against Boston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the 90 final, yeah. And uh, so I have lots of memories of being young and being a big Oilers fan, and I still remember Theron Fleury scoring in OT and then running occurred skating across the rink in a knee slide and that one stuck with me for a long time so yeah it would just be so great with the quality of players these days to to watch him in his playoff series oh it would just be so awesome but you know on that note it's just so fun to watch him play the way they're playing and winning games and the fans getting behind him it's uh it's exciting very exciting well, you're, uh, probably even Peter Klima didn't pick himself to score that goal because, remember, he wasn't playing, but you believed. You knew somehow he was going to get out there. So I, I believed. It must have had something to do with the helmet. I loved him. <laughs> I, I think my dad laughed at me when I picked Peter Klima, but who's laughing now, Reed? That's awesome. Hey, Mark, it's great to have you on the show again. I believe the last time we spoke, I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I believe the last time we spoke, you were on the verge of uh of going to the olympics is that not correct how was that experience that sounds about right uh oh it was an amazing experience you know they treated me fantastic and and you know they grinded over there it was lots of ups and downs and wasn't the easiest environment for them to compete in but um you know they stuck it out they grinded came home with a bronze medal and you know i felt uh, every bit a part of of that medal and uh, just a wonderful experience for me and yeah i'm, I'm really happy i did it I'm, I'm happy they included me and um felt like i could help out a little bit and add a little bit of value here and there uh and it was just a tremendous experience reed so really happy i had that opportunity yeah and i remember i asked you about that so you guys all know each other well in the curling world but a lot of times uh there are some healthy rivalries that uh, that develop along the way, but once all you guys were were together, I mean, there there was nothing uh, nothing lingering. It was all under the Canadian flag, and it was all great. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, you know, these guys have been my competitors for 25 years, but there's always been a really strong mutual respect, and uh, I think it was great to come together. And you realize how much you have in common with these guys. Um, you know, they're great family guys. They love the game. They uh, they compete and prepare the same way that I do. So, you know, we got on the same page pretty quick. Uh, and like you said, it was, it was for Canada. You know, we were there for a purpose and a goal um, and all trying to come home with, with some hardware. So it was pretty easy to work together for that common goal. And I, I think we did a pretty good job of that. Um, and honestly, like uh, experiences and a memory that will stay with us forever and, and probably connects us and bonds us um, in a really strong way for the rest of our life. So, um, yeah, and I just, I can't underestimate how or understate how great they were to me right from the very start. Um, and, yeah, just I can't say enough good stuff about that experience and, and what those guys had to do to get up 
that early morning and compete for a bronze medal against John Schuster and to win it uh, was just, yeah, it was a great thing to be a part of. So I, I was really happy for them and, and happy for Canada specifically these days with how difficult it is to win a medal at curling events. Um, I think Canada should and, and are very proud of Team Gushu. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this, because you know I like to throw some fun ones at you. What's one thing about life in the Olympic Village that fans need to know? Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, it's this is going to be really crappy, but it's actually, it can be pretty boring. Right. People, I think people have this, this maybe illusion of it being this amazing incredible place it's pretty awesome but when you're competing and you're just especially in a COVID Olympics and you just go back to your rooms and you're kind of looking for things to do I hate to say it but it can be a little bit boring sometimes I, I can understand was, how that, that would be the case. That answer was boring too, wasn't it? That answer was pretty boring. Well no I wanted an honest answer and I, I think that's uh, because I mean you know one thing I talk about with almost every athlete I, I talked to you included you and I have done extensive interviews on the mental side of the game. And I think that is the mental side of the game. How do you distract yourself? How do you keep focused? And if you're in an environment that is distracting by its dullness, I, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good, to, good way to put yourself in a frame well, of mind to compete at a high level. No, it's true. But let me, um, I digress a little bit. So this Olympics was challenging because it was a COVID Olympics. You really weren't allowed to do very much. So to your point, you know, the mental part was important in, in, in keeping yourself distracted and engaged when you were really limited as to what you could do. And every time you left the room, you had to wear a mask. The cafeteria had barriers up. So you even had to eat in your own little, you know, the vestibule, I guess you could call it. Um, so this, Olympics in particular, when you weren't competing, got a little bit boring. If, if you go back to the previous two Olympics I've been to, the one thing that people probably don't know that's pretty cool is when you do go down to the cafeteria, there used to be free McDonald's. You have free McDonald's. They're a huge sponsor of the Olympics for years. And the interesting part is for the first, say, 10 days of the Olympics, the McDonald's line is pretty short. Not a lot of people are eating there. Athletes are competing. Uh, but as the week goes on and athletes start to finish their competitions, the lineup at McDonald's gets longer and longer. And by the end of the week, you're looking at like a 25-minute wait in line as athletes are leaving the line with three Big Macs and cheeseburgers and McFlurries and just, you know, filling themselves with four years' worth of calories that they couldn't do before. Um, so this year we were a little bit disappointed when we got there and there was no free McDonald's. So that's okay. In my my Olympic complaint, that's that's a great story. That's what I'm going to remember. I'll be bringing that one up for years. Okay, yeah, that's another my first answer, right? Who wants to say well, the Olympic I, Village is boring? What yeah, well, mean? I appreciated them both for different reasons. That's that's <laughs> how I'll put that. Okay, so uh, yeah, you, you know, another theme you and I have talked about over the we've known each other a while now. We're getting old here, uh, we have, but it is it time. is the end of the it is the end of the Olympic cycle. So it yeah. is uh, time to maybe change teams and refocus. Uh, tell me about uh, your decision to join uh, the excellent skip Brendan Botcher. Yeah, yeah. I apologize for my dog in the back seat, seeing other dogs barking. But um, we are super excited for the new squad. Reed, um, 
you know, get the chance to go back and play with, uh, with Benny Hebes, who I played with for 12 years. Um, you know, one of my best friends and somebody I grew up playing with in, in professional curling. So really excited for that. And yeah, the, the opportunity to play with Brendan Botcher, um, you know, probably the best young and upcoming skip in Canada. Uh, he's got a ton of experience and, you know, him and I have got to know each other over the past few years and he's just a, a top quality guy that I have a ton of respect for, um, knows the game really well. You know, I love his, uh, his approach to the game, his professionalism. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited, you know, for, for Ben and I in our early forties now for the opportunity to play with Brendan and Brett, you know, probably the two biggest young studs in all of curling, you know, what a, what a terrific opportunity for us. And yeah, we're, we're really excited, Reed. And then the last part of that, just the opportunity to have four guys in the same province again, you know, that's something that uh, isn't happening a lot in Canadian curling with guys coming from different provinces and the import rule, um, so the chance for the four of us to get together and practice and train and prepare together is going to be a huge advantage for us. Please tell me your dog's name is Hurry Hard. No, I don't know. <laughs> She's noisy back there, eh? Uh, no, our dog's name is Maud. We let our daughters name, name her, and they named her after uh, Lucy Maud Montgomery and Anna Green Gables. So, oh, neat. so Maud, my, uh, my barking Bernadoodle in the back seat right now. That's awesome. Hey, Mark, thanks for hopping on. Uh, thanks for telling us about uh, how this past season went and uh, all the best with Botch, man. I hope to see you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Reed. Looking forward to coming on the show with the new Alberta team. And um, yeah, I really appreciate being on, my friend. Enjoy those Oilers. Will do. That is curler Mark Kennedy. And we'll get an update on the Edmonton Oil Kings when we get back. That is the Nuge played in the Western Hockey League for the Red Deer Rebels. The Edmonton Oil Kings of the Western Hockey League up three games to nothing on the Lethbridge. Hurricanes, Jalen Lipen last night, a goal and two assists as the Oil Kings won game three in Lethbridge 4-1. Jalen checks in now. Hey, Jalen, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Pretty big game for you last night. Tell me a little bit about what worked for you and your line mates. Yeah, I think uh, my line mates and I had a, had a good answer. I think we all all decided game two wasn't a good enough game for us and we just watched some video and regrouped and came out firing and I think we were just connected and uh, we just went out and played and uh, did our job. All right and tell me about the opportunity to sweep the series tomorrow and maybe earn some extra rest if you do get it done in four. Yeah obviously the rest will be huge we'll definitely be coming out hot uh look to sweep the series that's what we work for that's what we want and uh that's what we'll be working for tomorrow okay now in terms of your journey jalen correct me if i'm wrong here but i i believe when the team went to the east final in uh in 2019 you were a younger player on the team and maybe didn't play as much and then unfortunately uh the last two years you didn't get playoffs because the pandemic uh messed things up for everybody how how are you uh, you know, embracing this opportunity. How much are you enjoying this postseason? Oh, I, I love it. Uh, you got it right on. Uh, when I was 16, I sat up in the press box for all those games, watched all the games, and with COVID and having not to be able to play playoffs, and for now, for now, for me to be able to go and play is super exciting. This is what I've wanted uh i haven't played a meaningful game like these in four or five years and 
it's just exciting. You don't get moments like these a lot, and you, I just want to go out there and cherish every chance. Well, you're doing great on the ice, and I know you've done some great things off the ice as well. I believe a couple of years ago you raised, uh, what was it, over $5,000 for, uh, uh, was it for kids for cancer? Shave your lid for a kid? Tell me about this. Yeah, when I was 17, I had the idea to uh, grow my hair and uh, raise money for uh, for kids' cancer, and I, w- I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, raise uh, $5,223. Oh, awesome. What what inspired you to do that? Um, Growing up, uh, one of my mom's best friends uh, battled with breast cancer, and uh, she she was she was like my second mom growing up, and it was just something I wanted to kind of do for her and kind of show my support in that kind of way. That's awesome, Jalen. And I, I got to ask you, uh, I, I always enjoy people's journeys to uh, to playing hockey at a high level and the people who supported them along the way. I'm sure your your dad was one, and your dad has a pretty cool job, doesn't he? What does he do back in Kelowna? Uh, my dad's a chef. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so like at a, at what, like, does he own a restaurant or like, tell me a little bit about this. Uh, he, uh, he manages, uh, the Summerhill restaurant in Kelowna. He, he took a break from cooking. So now he just, uh, helps out around the kitchen. All right. So were you always like, did you always have the best, most nutritious pregame meals as a kid or? <laughs> um, to say the least, uh, I lived with my mom growing up, so uh, she was the one cooking all my meals for me. She uh, she definitely doesn't have uh, the skills my dad do- does, but uh, they were they were still good. Okay, well that's uh, th- that's pretty cool. I I, I love eating, so perhaps <laughs> could, could your dad come like cater inside sports one night? I think that would be a lot of fun. Maybe we could do that. <laughs> I'm sure next time he's out for a playoff game, I'll I'll try and send him your way for you. Okay. Well, Jalen, thanks for hopping on the show. Excellent performance last night. Hope you guys can finish it off tomorrow. I'll be keeping an eye on that one. All the best. Thanks for checking in, Jalen. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is Jalen Lipen from your Edmonton Oil Kings on the line. Three points last night. Oil Kings beat Lethbridge 4-1. They go for the sweep tomorrow. The Oil, uh, the Edmonton Oilers play game number 81 of their season. Tomorrow, it's on 6.30, Chad, 5.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 7. And don't forget, Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. The Blue Jays are going to need another comeback. This one might be tougher than yesterday. They're down 5-1 to the Red Sox in the ninth. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Chris Gardner, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30, Chad.